This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. We're talking travel and Sally Lucas from Travel World on King is here with us again today. And Sally Lucas, we're going today across the puddle. Across the puddle, Jane. That's a new terminology for me, but it sounds really cute anyway. Um, and New Zealand is very close to most of our hearts, I think, whether it be sport or touring or whatever it is, we're very closely associated with New Zealand. And it's always been a big draw card, I think, for Australians. I mean, it's often their first overseas holiday is to go to New Zealand. And I don't think it's ever lost any of its attraction. And it's still a very popular destination for both action-packed holidays and for, for touring holidays, whether it's self-drive or coach. But I thought today we'd talk about coach. I mean, I think people often don't realise the benefits of coach touring. And um, there is a, a particular company I'll just talk about today, Kira Tours. Um, they've got a wonderful range of touring options available at the moment. And they're starting from just North Island holidays, just South Island holidays, and of course, both Island holidays, as we all know. Now, everyone often comes in and says, oh, look, we want to go to New Zealand, we want to do both islands, but we want to do it in two weeks. You really are pushed to do it in two weeks, and I think, Jane, you'd agree with me here, having been to New Zealand a number of times yourself. There is always going to be something you're going to miss out on if you've only got two weeks. I usually suggest to people, maybe just do one island if that's all you've got. If, however, you do only have two weeks and you really do want to do both islands, it can be done. Um, you will find most coach tours will spend the predominant amount of time in the South Island because really it is by far the most rugged and I think the most scenic of the two islands. The North Island being, to me, very similar to the north coast of New South Wales in its scenery, except, of course, you do have the attraction of the thermal area. And, of course, that's the main, I guess, attraction of the North Island with Rotorua and its geysers. And, of course, it's, it's very famous for Lake Taupo and its fishing and the Bay of Islands to the north. So an average 14-day tour of New Zealand would not include, for example, the Bay of Islands. There's just not enough time. You would go from Auckland down through to Wellington, through Rotorua and Taupo. You'd still do a very comprehensive tour of the South Island, but there will always be something that you'll just miss out on. One of the interesting things you can do on a lot of these coach tours now is take a train option, which is available on most of these itineraries. There are two where the train is included, but on all the other itineraries, ranging from your 14-day up to your three-week, you can do either the Transalpine Express, which is a famous crossing from Greymouth through to Christchurch, or you can do the Coastal Run, which goes from Christchurch up through to Blenheim. Um, now, just remember, though, if you're going in winter, New Zealand does have quite short days, and if you're going to do the rail option, you would find that the latter part of that coming to Christchurch would be in the dark. So probably it's a better option to do in the in the warmer months or when you've got the longer days. But some of the other things you will do, for example, on the coach tours these days is most meals are included, number one. You've got a very um, well-appointed coach, top class, fully air-conditioned for all seasons, beautiful big picture windows. You have a guide and a driver and, you know, all, all the worry is taken out for you. Now, where we're talking about an 18-day itinerary, if you were driving yourself, I think you've often got to add on about half as much time again to let people know the difference about, I guess, self-drive as against coach because you're still finding your way. You've still got to find the, the attractions. You're driving on roads you're not familiar with. And the roads in the South Island are particularly hairy, some of them, Jane, I think you'd agree, particularly going around the Fox and the Franz Joseph Glacier area. They're quite narrow. They're clinging to sort of mountainsides. And if you've got a bus coming the other way, it can be quite a confronting situation. So it's not like you're driving on freeways. There are some 
you know, roads in New Zealand where it is still quite windy and, yeah, you've got to really concentrate on, on your driving. So you do need a bit longer if you're planning a self-drive holiday. So with this, of course, as we said, you're getting all your accommodation, nearly all your meals. There might be odd lunches here and there not included. And, of course, you, you sit back, you relax, you're taken to all the attractions, everything's explained to you, your admissions are included. So it's a wonderful way to travel New Zealand. And at the end, if you still want a bit of action, there's nothing to stop you adding on a walk if you wish to do that in one of the spots. Or, as I said, you might just do one island by coach because you think the South Island, you'd prefer to do that by coach and you might want to drive yourself in the north. So all sorts of combinations available. And the wonderful crossing too, which you don't want to miss out on from Picton to Wellington, it's still renowned as one of the prettiest ferry crossings in the world to come across, or if you're coming from Wellington across, of course, coming into the Marlborough Sound area or even departing from it. It is quite picturesque. And again, the ferries are very modern fleet up to date. They're, you know, every couple of years they're renewing ferries. So it's, it's a wonderful way to get between the two islands rather than flying. So lots of lovely ways of travelling New Zealand and on a 17-day tour, they actually take you through seven national parks and World Heritage areas. So New Zealand is full of this beautiful scenery and countryside, which I think you'll never fail to enjoy and enjoy the beauty of New Zealand as well. And I always think it's interesting that it is so close to Australia, but the scenery is so very different. It's a new land as opposed to an old land. It is, isn't it? And I mean, it's just that much further south, I guess, that you're dropping down. I mean, it is a bit cooler than here too, people, when you're travelling, just remember that. You're, you're going into colder climb. But it's it's a lovely place to travel around. I was there in May, as you know, and, and it was delightful. I mean, we had beautiful days. It was yeah, around the 18 during the day. Nights dropped down to cooler but everything caters for that and as long as you've got a nice warm jacket it was fine it was a lovely time of year to travel Travel World on King Talks Travel on 2NURFM 103.7. Sally Lucas, we're looking at a bit of action on our holidays, well, active holidays anyway. We are, and um, the interesting thing, Jane, just harking back to that New Zealand conference I went to, is the people with the most disposable income these days, I guess, are what we're calling the baby boomers. And they are people who also want active holidays. It's really interesting. They don't just want to sit and veg at a resort or something. They actually want to go out and do something and achieve something. And they've got the income to do it as well. So we're sort of, I guess, trying to let them know that there's a lot of active holidays out there that you can participate in if you're wanting a bit of action. Um, I thought I'd mention first Spain and Portugal. We have sort of mentioned some of these areas before again, but I'll just go through them again because we can forget and forget what we've said a a few months back. Um, But you can get acquainted this way with also rural countryside and picturesque areas that you wouldn't normally see if you weren't, I guess, doing an active-based holiday. And the sort of things you can do are walking, trekking, biking, um, even sailing around around Spain and Portugal. And, of course, they've even got horse riding now as well. So for those, you know, horse enthusiasts out there like equestrian-type, you know, events, etc., and like being on a horse, I mean, that's available now as well. And there's some fantastic things you can do in the south of Spain, even in a group ride on the... um, pilgrimage to El Rocchio, the trails of Andalusia, and or you can go in along the French trails um, and the Portuguese pilgrimage trail. Um, it's another way to get to the Camino de Santiago, which is one of the end walks of, of the pilgrim walk. Um, so, yeah, and there's some that go through the Sierras, and, you know, it's just wonderful. You can just 
put yourself back in time, I think. Imagine how people used to get themselves from A to B, which is basically by horse or on foot. And I think it's nice to go back to this and, and feel that you're part of experiencing, I guess, life as it has been. And once you get off the beaten track to lots of these countries in Europe, particularly, as you, as you know, Jane, it's, it is like you're in a time warp, isn't it? I mean, these little villages, their life hasn't changed. The way they live on their farms or farmlets is just the same as it always has been. So it's a nice way to experience travel instead of just sort of sitting in glitzy hotels and, and resorts, though there, there are people that need that as well, and you do need that little special treatment from time to time also. And also, I just thought I'd mention, they're doing this in Canada now, which is interesting. So you can do the um, Indian summers, they're calling it, and they're, they're doing the, the horseback trail rides in Canada now in, in the warmer months. So that would be something lovely to do as well, because apparently you can view abundant wildlife whilst you're doing this, um, you know, from mountain goats through to sheep to grizzlies to deer to moose to wolf to black bear. So, again, you're sort of really at one with nature and it includes um, accommodation, meals, guides, um, all tack and related gear. So lots of different interesting things there you can do if people are interested in active holidays. And, of course, we can always do those wonderful barge cruises as we've talked about in France. You could incorporate a bit of action with a bit of relaxation and have a nice walk or a bike or, you know, horse ride and then do a lovely barge cruise. So, yeah, that's just some wonderful things you can do for the active traveller. And while we're talking, Jane, of Europe, can I just mention driving in Italy, we've had a notification of some changes there. A lot of people do drive around Europe these days and they are now no longer just accepting our Australian New all New Zealand licences in Italy. So back to getting an international driving permit. As you know, we get that in New South Wales through the NRMA or Reciprocal Automobile Clubs in the other states. And the same in New Zealand for a New Zealander. It's the Automobile Association there. But they still want you to take your domestic licence with you as well. So you've got to carry both when driving through Italy now. So that's just an important reminder for anyone who might be going soon. They could have trouble if they get there and don't have that license and apparently the only other way you can get it is you get it got to get a valid translation into Italian of your Australian or New New Zealand driver's license from an accredited translator now you would have to contact the Italian embassy to find out how you'd need to do that but I would say much much easier just to get your international driving permit on 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel and Sally Lucas from Travel World on King. What hot deals have you got for us this week? Hot deals this week, and we've got quite a few, Jane, so I'll try not to uh, delay too long over them, so hopefully people are listening and can just pick up these very quickly as I go through. There's a Hawaiian special still available to Honolulu from only $749, which is a return airfare with Hawaiian Airlines, and that includes five nights accommodation, so that's quite fantastic. Um, you get a credit of 150 to spend towards creative holidays, should I say, and then that, it, that will include the five nights accommodation. So that's not a bad deal. Then 1399 this is an incredible one. Qantas and United both have this, and it's to LA, San Fran, Las Vegas or New York, all for the same price. So you can go through to New York for the same price as even going to L.A. They've extended the sale on this till the 16th of September. It was due to finish at the end of August, so we've had a couple of weeks' extension on that. Um, It's valid for travel right through until March next year. Um, There are different uh, levels for shoulder season. This is the low season, which is basically November, December and February, March. And you get on that one, it varies with whom you fly with, but you get a credit again to use towards um, land arrangements. So you use $300 credit on that as well, so 
victory if it's only costing you $1,099. Obviously, taxes are on top, but, I mean, that is the most remarkable deal if anyone's thinking of going through to New York, maybe for New Year's Eve or something really special. Um, there's another one with Malaysia as well, um, which is for sale till 30 September, and you can go through to Kuching for six nights from only 957 or Sabah for six nights from um, 1215 and that's staying at a five-star uh, Shangri-La property. So there's some wonderful deals there going into Malaysia. Um, Bali, there's a brand new resort being built in Legian. Absolutely looks stunning. You just buy whatever the cheapest airfare is to go with this, but this is a, an introductory offer which is valid for travel from now until March next year. And it's six nights from $153 per person. I mean, that is unbelievable, isn't it? And to that, of course, we need to add, and it includes oh, transfers to and from as well, and then you just buy an applicable airfare. There's been some really cheap airfares around at the moment as well where, um, you know, you can go with Air Paradise, for example, at the moment um, for only um, $300 return, but that's only valid up till the 8th of October, but they do have other fares as well, so a good way to plan a cheap holiday to Bali. Um, Fiji has still got lots of deals happening. Um, some of them finish on the 8th of September, and they start from 779 including including airfares and four nights accommodation. For something luxury, the yachts of Seabourn, we've mentioned them before, those beautiful um, luxury yachts. They've got a uh, Red Sea and Africa cruise on the 23rd of uh, October, which sounds really uh, exceptional. And it includes um, Alexandria for Cairo, of course, going through the Suez Canal, Sharm um, El Sheikh in Egypt, uh, Aqaba, uh, which is for Petra in Jordan, and uh, Safaga, which is for Luxor in Egypt. And then you cruise through the Red Sea, Gulf of Aden, over the Indian Ocean um, to Mombasa for an overnight in Kenya. So there is more information on that if people are interested, and that would be a wonderful thing to do. Another cruise one is the Seven Seas Mariner is another luxury vessel with Radisson Cruises and it's now for the first time opened up an eight day voyage which we don't normally get legs on these, you've usually got to book longer legs or you know the full journey and it's from Darwin to Sydney on the 30th of October so a wonderful opportunity to um, hop on this luxury vessel and you come down through um, Thursday Island, Cairns and Hayman Island into Sydney on the 30th of October so that would be a lovely thing to do. Um, another cruising one is the uh, Fly Cruise the Caribbean. They've got one for the 8th of December and one for the 18th, which of course would give you Christmas if you're looking for something to do at Christmas. So it's an 11-night Christmas cruise out of New York, which is going down into the Caribbean, and there's the 10-night one on the 8th of December. And that includes airfares with Qantas as well on that, and it starts from about $2,800, including airfares and your cruising. And also to let people know, the Queen Mary, whom we have mentioned before on her 2007 Wonderful World Voyage coming into Australia, has released more sectors on that available for sale now as well, which, again, we don't always get. So there are sectors on that for as short as seven days, but that's only from Southampton to Fort Lauderdale. But if you're thinking of something out of Sydney, there's a San Francisco into Sydney, a 14-day one, or there's one from Sydney through to Dubai, which is 19 days, or then from Dubai through to Southampton, which is... 15, so you can incorporate that with an airfare. Wonderful opportunity to, to cruise on the Queen Mary. And if you book by January next year, which is still a long way off, you can save up to 25% on that. And don't forget, Radisson also have that wonderful voyage going from here with air to Auckland, and then you go on the Seven Seas Mariner all through the beautiful Pacific region of uh, Rarotonga and three calls of ports of call in Tahiti uh, through to Los Angeles as well. So that's a wonderful thing to do. And just lastly, we've got... Uh, 
some exceptional offers, Jane, with Kira Coach Tours uh, to New Zealand with a $300 saving on tours of 10 days or more, 200 on tours of 9 days or less. Most tours out of their program, but check with us for which tours that's available on. And that's uh, exclusively to our office. And so long as they book and pay by 14 October, they'll get that wonderful offer on touring New Zealand. Oh, Jane, I almost forgot some exciting news. Barry just came back from the Travel World Conference in Phuket and our office took out the Corporate Office of the Year Award across all Travel World and Jet Set agencies in Australia. Congratulations. So there you go. And we're still in the running for the National Travel Industry Awards on the 17th of September. Uh, this is our fourth year we've, we've been um, submitted to enter as Corporate Office of the Year. And if we win it... Fingers crossed. Uh, we go into the Hall of Fame and we can't actually enter again. As you can only enter four times. That's the maximum. So we've still got that coming on the 17th of September. But that was just wonderful news to think that we took that out as ahead of our own company's um, office awards. And we've been talking travel with Travel World on King. Back next Friday after the one o'clock news here on 2NURFM 103.7.